Welcome to the Energy Report, the 2021 Energy Report, uh, here on the New Story Podcast. It's your host here, Rebecca Conran. It's quite early in the morning on Sunday for me right now, uh, but I wanted to get up. Mornings are like my best time. I wanted to get up and um, record this nice and clear. Um, you know, I, it takes me a couple days to do the report because I write the whole thing out. I look at that. I look at the transits, I write them out and I really think about it. I think about any other things that I want to bring up. So I like to sit on it for a minute and then I record it when it feels right. And as you can probably hear in my voice, this is the first thing I'm doing today. Drinking a little black tea some English tea, actually, because I am English, born there, um, and I just really love a nice cup of Yorkshire tea on a morning with some creamy oat milk in it. So that's what I'm doing. Um, let me get past the boring minutiae of my life, though, and begin the energy report for January the 18th to the 24th. The theme I've chosen this week is the essence of me is protected and looked after. The essence of me is protected and looked after. So my personal spiritual views, which only define my personal theories, they are not part of a group uh, endeavor, they are not part of a um, written theology, they're just my own thing that I'm doing that may or may not... uh, align with yours and that would be totally natural and fine but my personal spiritual view is that we are physical human bodies well this is not just my spiritual view this is a fucking fact we're physical human bodies which will certainly die after 80 years or so Um, and that's not a punishment or a reward it's just what happens it's just what life is And I believe, though, that the energy, the consciousness that pulsates through the entire multiverse, through everything, through every star, the ocean, you know, every planet, every plant, um, every animal, it also has resonance in each of us as human bodies. So that energy, to me, is infinite. It can never be destroyed or transformed. Um, That's also something that science shows us. Energy can uh, be transformed but not destroyed. And it lives on long before and after we came to inhabit our bodies, that electricity that is us. Now, this is just my personal personal view. Um, But in times of stress, especially intense stress, I like to remember personally that my soul... Uh, what I would call, which is what I would call my energy, the essence of me, the vibration, the wavelength, the Holy Spirit that I am, whatever you want to call it, is always safe. Nothing can take away the dignity and the weightiness of that infinite essence, that 
is expressing itself through my human body. So no matter what I experience in my short life, and my life will be short even if it's 80 years long, my spirit can never be taken from me or degraded by another being or by an experience without my explicit permission. So I believe that I am protected and looked after in a benevolent multiverse. Uh, and that doesn't mean I think I'm no one's going to ever do me physical harm or burn my house down or do something like that. Not because I believe in some godlike apparition pulling the strings out there and, uh, you know, somehow blocking me from any kind of issues. But because I believe the nature of the universe at its core is connection and what we know is the vibration of love. So what I'm saying is there are many experiences that happen to physical beings here on earth and animals and plants and <clears throat> pretty much anything that are full of suffering and tragedy. Um, and we're all going to experience intense pain during our lives from one thing or another. Nothing can touch your spirit, though. Nothing can eradicate or sully that essence, that essence. And that's what I believe. And, um, and in many ways, I think that's, that's how humans have gotten through so much that they've gotten through, you know, because of that connection to our consciousness, because the body is fragile. The body is fragile, you know, um, and it's, it's dying. <laughs> and that's just part of it. Um, and that's not, you know, that's not, uh, it's not because we're not doing it right. We're not doing life right. That is a part of life, is our death. And embracing that that is the experience um, actually helps me to stay very grounded and really present and reverent for life moment to moment. So the essence of me is protected and looked after. So no matter what's going on with us this week or whatever our fears may be that are coming up from whatever we might be seeing outpictured in the world, um, I believe that safety is something that comes from within. It comes from your perspective and your ex how you choose to experience life. So you can choose to experience it as your soul being protected and your soul being looked after. Um, and then you can actually do that work. You can protect and you can look after your soul. The tarot card this week is the Seven of Wands. And this card really says stand your ground. It doesn't take a psychic to know that this is going to be a stressful week coming up. You know, And I don't want to leave the very stressful things that my readers in other countries, my listeners and readers are experiencing out. I know that there are many things in other countries that are um, really painful right now. Um, but I live here in the U.S., so that is at times my main point of reference. I just look out into my community, I look out into the world, and I see what I see here. But I'm sure that there are resonant experiences being had throughout the world as these energies are affecting everyone. You know, it's a collective consciousness that we're tapped into so I'm sure that they the themes the patterns are the same here in America we have a new leader taking over on Wednesday the transition transition is going to be stressful for all the citizens here because it's only exacerbated you know the the fear that we have uh, for the inauguration 
um, because of the uh, capital riots and then also because there are an average of 3,500 humans losing their lives every day in the states alone uh, to COVID-19. Um, so everybody is put being pushed to their limits. Um, you know, people are low in sources of security. Um, you know, it's it's a really everybody's pushed to the to the limit, and so violence is possible this week because humans are going to look for somebody to blame outwardly for their suffering, or they're going to project their pain outwardly, and everybody is suffering. Um, being overwhelmed, fatigued, emotional, you know, overly emotional, burnt out. These are some of the current norms. Um, many people are losing the ability to see beauty in our experience as well as the beasts. And there's a lot of mental storytelling going on um, of a negative nature towards ourselves. So, um, you know, I think having really good energetic boundaries is a must right now. If you've got something you can't stop thinking about or someone you can't stop thinking about, you know, who and what is living rent-free in your mind? Kick those fuckers out. You know, if you've got that person who you're having that argument with in your head, get them out of your energy field. No. Say no. You know, don't engage. Shift gears in yourself. Don't let anyone else's uh, expression of their perspective dampen your own experience of life. You know, personally, um, after the Capitol riots, I was, uh, I think I mentioned this last week, I definitely did, I watched the news. I never sit and watch the live news. And I was watching the news because I was just like, whoa, what's going on? And, um, but I decided, I was like, I'm not going to let any of these marauding fools take the joy out of my life. I'm not going to sit here and live in fear of these people in my day-to-day -day life. And I'm not saying that I don't have uh, some fears around it, but I'm choosing to not let it affect me day in, day out. Um, that is something that has to be worked at. I'm just like, no, you know, even if I have to deal with those people face to face, um, I don't. I don't want to um, give them my life and the power over my life. You know, I don't want to make them the higher power in my experience that that's what I'm thinking about. That's what I'm tuning into. That's what I care about. You know, that's not what I care about. I care about so much more. So, you know, don't let these fools take the joy out of your life. This week, we've got to really stand strong in our personal resolves of what we wish to create in the world. All we must do is manifest peace, reverence, love, compassion inside of ourselves to combat this current density. Be a radical for self-care. Love yourself so ardently this week that there isn't time or space for any fuckery. And, you know, I can... I can um, speak to this that like if you're really taking such good care of yourself you're moving your body you are tuning out from this bullshit and tuning into yourself and what you need to nurture and comfort yourself you'll find that you will be so busy with your own 
personal spiritual pursuits that you won't have time for their fuckery. You won't have time to be sitting on the internet reading about these idiots. Um, So the Seven of Wands, you know, it's an energy card, and it's a card of, like, fighting and aggression, and that we feel that conflict. Um, But we also, you know, feel that conflict within, because whatever we're trying to defend, uh, whatever we're trying to express... There's some kind of conflict inwardly that makes us um, engage in conflict outwardly. So this week we're really, we're standing our ground, but we're also like knowing when to engage and when not to engage. Um, And I think we're also really holding steady, you know, through through a period... um, that requires us to be very grounded and very present um, so that we're ready for whatever comes our way. Uh, Not in a way that is like, we're just like waiting for shit to hit the fan. Just in a way that, you know, for me personally, I'm doing strength training and things like that. Uh, I just want to feel really strong in my body. And when I feel really strong in my body, I feel more confident in my experience because I'm using my body differently, I have different movement, I have different connection, I'm connected to the earth, I feel more embodied, and then I feel less stressed out, but I also, on the other hand, feel more confident and strong, and these are qualities that I want to feel right now, that I want to have right now, so that's uh, my point of focus that I've been working on, Um, so thinking about that for yourself, thinking about this week, how you can stand your ground, but also Be in the practice of loving yourself so ardently that there's no time or space for any fuckery. All right, Monday, we get right into the week on the 18th. We've got the moon conjunct Chiron. Both are in Aries, and we've got the last degree of the sun in Capricorn, the end of Capricorn season, the anoretic degree. So every month, the moon has been coming and touching on Chiron, our wounded healer. Because uh, every month the moon cycles through all the signs, and at some point it hits uh, Aries, and because Chiron is in Aries for a long time, um, it's going to keep touching on this planet every single month. And Chiron is the point of suffering that opens us up to the light. It's very important, you know, it becomes where the phoenix rises from the ashes for us. So, being that both will be in Aries, We can feel forcefully protective uh, around this energy. Uh, We can be um, emotional in a fiery and expressive way. Um, And I think especially on the last release degree of our collective identity in Capricorn, it's probably going to feel a little bit like damn the fucking man and his archaic structures of oppression, control, and greed for us on this day. As we did last week, however, creating new structures that help rather than harm means us regularly tapping into our creativity and searching for solutions, not just problems. What do you want to build in this world? How we draw the spiritual into the physical is uh, on the agenda. You know, Um, we can't just be like, this is an issue, and this is an issue, and this is an issue, and this is an issue. Yeah, there's a ton of fucking issues, okay? Like, bring some solutions to the table. We have to actively be looking for solutions. How do we help? What do we work on? You know? Um, Otherwise, we're all just fucking, like, 
you know, passing around the, the darkness, right? Like if we're only ever tapping into what the problems are, um, we also need to be tapping into that creative force that all of us are, which is capable of presenting solutions, of being ingenious, of thinking up new ways of doing things, and then doing those things in your own life and seeing if it opens up channels energetically all around you. Um, so with this Aries energy, I would say this is an especially important day to use movement and body work to ground down and to express anger instead of expressing, projecting it to express it in your own way, you know, um, expressing it in your own way that's not projecting it would be, I don't know, beating up a pillow instead of punching your friend in the face, you know, <laughs> it's like, um, so it would be finding, you know, smash some plates, go outside and smash a plate if you can, you know, I don't know, there's many ways to express anger, uh, go and kickbox, um, something like that, uh, not, not, uh, sending a nasty email to somebody, not, um, you know, uh, fighting with somebody else. Um, I think that not to say that we shouldn't express our boundaries with other people or come from a place of truth and expressing ourselves. you know, if somebody's behavior is like, um, less than desirable, but I think when we, when we're in that moment and we're feeling that anger, that's a, that's something that we need to work through in a reactionary way before we um, express it onto somebody else. So express that energy, tune into it, work with it. And then after that, you will know exactly the clear thing that you need to express and the clear boundary you need to have. Uh, and it will feel a lot better when you do express that without being emotionally uh, reactive in the moment. Um, but, you know, also having said that, sometimes it's messy and I don't think you need to feel ashamed if, if you've been repressing emotions for a long time and they come out messy with somebody else, that's okay too. You know, you just have to like work with that and, uh, you'll see what happens the next time. Maybe the next time you'll take a pause and you'll know the experience a little bit more and there will be a different, uh, experience of it. So Tuesday we've got the sun finally moving into Aquarius. This is our um, Aquarius season. The collective identity is now in a place where we wish to manifest radical change and freedom. And that's great. Uh, but we've also seen how the rebels can be really fucking dumb. Some art anarchists just want to see the world burn as they turn their low-grade suicidal belief systems outward onto everyone else which is a form of violence. Using this energy in its highest expression will be about looking to expand the welfare of all human beings. If we're looking to expand the freedom and welfare of all human beings, then we are really encompassing this energy in a positive way. Um, we've got to remain open in our constant search for answers moment to moment right now. And that's something that can be hard for Aquarius. It gets really stuck sometimes in some you know, fixed ways of thinking, um, or, uh, contrary ways of being. And again, just like being an anarchist, a rebel, just to see the world burn. Um, these are shadow sides of this Aquarius energy. 
Um, you know, I've gone through many changes in my spiritual life and my belief systems. There were times when I, when I did consider some of the conspiracy theories that exist. You know, I used to think about um, chemtrails and dark energy forces and, um, you know, I really, um, I guess fantasized about some of those things. I let my sense of imagination take me into some illusions and delusions. Um, there's a period in my life where I would, I was a extremely a purist, you know, um, I definitely felt into the conspiracy around anti-vaccine, things like that. Um, and, you know, um, Ultimately, I decided in my life that I'm either living in fear or I am not. And if I'm living in fear, then I will experience more darkness because I'm in a vibration that seeks to match its own vibration. So if I'm in the vibration of fear uh, and not trusting, right? Because conspiracy is about not trusting life. It's about not trusting uh, truth, that the truth isn't being told to you. And I'm not saying that there isn't information that is that is connected to some of these conspiracies that is accurate but what I am saying is that to me um, I refuse to live in fear so I don't think that there are powers greater than my energy that are seeking to destroy my energy and um, but I do know that if I go into those places and I start thinking about that and I start being in fear of people harming me and pulling the wool over my eyes, um, I actually uh, have in the past created more interference energetically for myself. So I've created more pain in my life, more suffering through those thought forms. And so going back to where I was started, it was like I've had to change my spiritual life and my belief system so many times, even through the process of, um, you know, like just just constantly. I am constantly open to changing and being skeptical and being, uh, you know, um, being wrong. And um, that's something that we really need to embrace. Um any belief systems and theories that we are holding that are rooted in fear, in my perspective, they're really out of integrity, you know, um, because it just goes against my sense of, again, the multiverse being actually a benevolent uh, place. It's only, you know, and humans uh, being animalistic and some of the densest energy on Earth or in the universe, I think humans are as bad as it gets in the universe <clears throat> because we're unevolved. So we're not tapping into that um, that infinite energy enough so that we can live in harmony with one another. Um, and, you know, these things, I think, are shifting. I think we are growing. We're evolving. We're growing. But it's also like touch and go. You know, it's really touch and go. And I think we just have to live our lives 
and really move through these fear systems. You know, really, it takes really, it takes real guts to let go of the stories, you know, uh, and to just experience your time here in real time and to find um, meaning moment to moment and to adjust your perspective moment to moment. It takes real guts. And it also takes guts to let yourself not know anything and stay open to new ideas and to, um, you know, be be skeptical, but to also be um, understanding and a good listener. And, a, you know, that's the type of freedom that we're reaching for under this current transit of sun in Aquarius. You know, we're looking for... Um, really opening the mind so that we can let um, the solutions, the answers come to us, you know, instead of defining what we do next based on uh, a perspective that's rooted in the past or experiences that are rooted in the past. So this is a time for innovation as a collective consciousness, and we're not going to innovate unless we can embrace change. So that brings us into Wednesday and Thursday, uh, the 20th and the 21st of January. Mars is going to conjunct Uranus, and then the moon is going to conjunct Uranus and Mars all in Taurus. And then Neptune is actually going to conjunct Sarah's both in Pisces. So embrace change, embrace true security. I was speaking to my friend recently about when I think the current density of energy will break. And the truth is, is that we could be feeling somewhat rudderless in the collective until March. Um, we're about to go into a Mercury retrograde uh, soon at the end of the month, um, but it does not all have to be bad. The good news is that the energy is going to break at some point in the near future. It's going to lighten again, but we should be prepared for that to not be right this moment. And that's got to be okay for us because this is where we are. Um, until then, our best armament is a commitment to our physical health and practical concerns, so we get really present, as well as in finding emotional security from inside of us. Um, Uranus is the great awakener, as I've talked about a lot in the last few weeks. Taurus is probably the sign that resists change the most out of the entire zodiac, and Uranus is currently in Taurus, and on this day, it is going to be really... Uh, it is going to be empowering a sense, our emotional self, our sense of action and anger. And Taurus can really get caught up trying to maintain material security to its detriment. Taurus is protecting its resources, but the shadow side is fixation, greed, stubbornness that ends up crushing out the other loving and beautifying elements that also exist within Taurus. The resistance to let go of perceived security is at the root of some of the issues we're seeing today in the world. You know, people are holding on to invisible items and major delusions, like a country's borders. These are imaginary lines of separation. Everybody is wanting what they want, when they want it, how they want it, screw everyone else's needs within these transits. This is a bullying, bullish time for us. And I would say... You know, this is the day of the inauguration. I would say violence, anger, rioting are more than likely around these dates um, because 
Everybody is trying to hold on to an illusion of material and physical security. You know, that's what uh, the rioters are trying to hold on to at the Capitol riots. You know, there's an illusion there that some big bad monster is coming to take what they have and oppress them. Um, And, you know, maybe it's not all illusion. Maybe they're right to feel oppressed when the minimum wage is fucking 725 and there's no health care and there's no... um, you know, uh, there's no dignity for people to be living in. But the problem is, is that these people aren't even connecting it to those type of qualities. They're actually even voting against their own um, uh, resources and their, their own material security. So all the way around, it's a delusion, it's an illusion, it's imaginary. And these transits, the Great Awakener is trying to shake people out of that consciousness, is trying to get us to into the consciousness of, uh, okay, you know what? Physical security is a fucking myth. Everything that we have on Earth is dying along with us. So rather than greedily um, trying to just hoard as much physical security as we can, or out of a sense of laziness um, that, well, life will be easier when I have a million dollars, so I'll just, like, do whatever I can to get that money at any me- by any means so that I can fucking do nothing. These are illusions. These are real illusions, and we have to snap out of that shit. And so this energy is helping us to wake up and realize that security will only ever come from the beliefs that we hold about our experience on Earth and how we engage from moment to moment. And that's how I can live here with, you know, uh, no uh, financial security, no family security, no job security, and still feel fucking secure. It's possible. And it has everything to do with your uh, inner world, your inner world, and how you take care of that inner self. So... What really stood out to me about this transit is also the transit of Neptune and Ceres, both in um, Pisces. So Ceres is actually a dwarf planet that floats around between Mars, which is action and aggression, and Jupiter, expansion and faith. This is, uh, you know, some people call it an asteroid, but it's actually a dwarf planet, and it is the energy of the Earth Mother, which can also be said of the higher expressions of Taurus. She represents feeling nurtured and nurturing, and she can also point to grief where we don't experience that. So in Pisces and conjunct the great ego destroyer, Neptune, which is also at home in Pisces, we are asked to overcome our separation and violence and to encompass unconditional love and compassion or conscious connection. Whatever we experience on this day, this day of the inauguration and the day following, the days following it, um, Whatever we're experiencing, we can guarantee it is connected to overcoming those shadow sides of our collective consciousness, that greed, that selfishness, that delusion. Is violence necessary? No, I don't think so. But the discomfort and emotional release that may be underneath expressions of violence is. So that's our our choice, right? Like we all feel uncomfortable and in pain underneath. Now, some people choose to express that, project that, on themselves, right? 
their anger. They might um, be suicidal. They might um, choose actions that harm themselves. Or some people choose to take that energy and express it outward. They want to harm somebody else because of the feelings that they have. And some people are going to be able to channel that energy, those emotions, in a way that neither does harm to them or others, that is simply an expression of the energy and the emotions that they're feeling in a conscious way. That's what we want to be looking for. We want to be looking for that balance, that, that um, um, ingenious way of dealing with that inner discomfort, that inner suffering. So violence is not necessary, but that's the only way that some people know how to deal with the discomfort of their emotional pain. When you mistreat yourself, you are also being violent. And that is something that we really need to acknowledge as well. You know, um, growth is painful and there's no ex escaping it. And we've got to honor that pain and push upwards anyway and do so in the most conscious way we can possible. And with the idea to do the least harm to ourselves and others. Friday the 22nd, Mars in Taurus is going to square Jupiter in Aquarius. So this is a bit of a continuation of the energy we've been feeling midweek. Mars is how we express energy, and Jupiter can blow things out of proportion. So mindless and futile rebellions will be popping up here and there from all sides. There's an element of risk-taking with this transit, but have we thought things through? Have you considered what being impulsive might lead to? We may feel more enthusiastic with this energy, but we want to really remain conscious to what our motivating, uh, what our motivations are, you know, uh, what is behind our actions, what are, what, what are, what are our motivations? So we should very, be very, very careful on these days about not getting caught up in the impulsive actions of others that may lead to accidents or fights. Um, be daring, have courage, but do not be reckless. So these are going to be days we're going to have to really, um, you know, they could be kind of explosive, so I would really be, um, you know, just choose to be in your own uh, self as much as possible, connecting with your loved ones, um, and uh, have really good boundaries up, you know, um, not letting other people uh, project onto you, not engaging in that kind of uh, violence with anybody. Saturday the 23rd, We've got the Sun conjunct Saturn, both in Aquarius. This is going to be time to rein it the fuck in. We are collectively called to create a new vision. It won't be a return to past. It won't be um, any of the lifeless theologies that have come before. It's going to be an entirely new, uh, as if we're creating electricity for the first time, something that would seem inconceivable until we actually experience the illumination. We're creating new ways of being. Be curious about this process. Let the old fall away. Do not be too attached to anything, any fucking thing in the material world. Um, remember your wonderment. Rein yourself in through your own personal discipline and responsibility where we can be in charge of our own limitations um, is an empowering thing. And it, is, and it can be the path to freedom for us. 
I would say that the collective consciousness is going to undergo many new limitations regarding technology. And perhaps we're going to see some restrictions coming forward even more around this transit here. Um, in many ways, the way that we connect via social media and to another extent, the news and journal journalism, you know, it used to be a place of education and it was it had lofty goals when it was started, that it would be a place to bring information everywhere that it's not accessible. However, now it's a place where there's no checks and balances, um, and it has become more clearly a tool of ignorance, of misinformation, and the spread of cruelty. Um, you know, you can post about doing violence, but you can't post your fucking boobs. It's stupid, you know? And... <clears throat> It used to be, and we lived with that. We accepted it. We accepted those kind of fucking restrictions. You know, how come none of us spoke up about it? How come we didn't get all stinky with the tech giants when our fucking boobs couldn't be shown, but uh, we're so angry when a private business wants to say, you know what, we don't want Trump to fucking have an account anymore. I think that there's so much information all the way around that needs to be looked at. There absolutely needs to be uh, different checks and balances. Um, and the internet and the media, it can't be a tool of ignorance and misinformation or for the spread of cruelty. You know, I had a bully in school that I had to deal with, and I had to deal with him face to face. And he bullied me, and I ended up bullying him right back. Uh, now you can be bullied by a thousand people or more all at once, right? Any fucking stranger can be a fucking bully to you now. Um, there is such a necessary snap happening within tech that is going to bring different regulations. And I think we have to embrace that as well. Personally, I have existed without Facebook and Twitter. And if I need to, I'm ready to release Instagram as well. You know, I, in, uh, as I mentioned last week, last year, the call to live smaller with less conveniences and find true connection is bigger than ever. You know, to figure things out, to get out in the world, to get out in the woods, to um, use our hands and connect with the earth. These are really important facets. Um, and I think right now we're just seeing we're going to go through this period where there's got to be more discipline around these um, around these um places that are, are um, people are putting a lot of stock into, you know, people put a lot of stock into Facebook and Instagram and like, you know, as if it's fucking life and death, you know, it's, it's something that like, it could go away tomorrow and we have to be okay with that. We can't be so attached that like, that's going to be, that's our path to anything. You know, um, we have to find other ways of connecting, other ways of experiencing life. And I know what I'm saying is um, it's, it's, it's got many points to it. You know, I think that uh, the Internet is extremely important. Uh, and then I also think that being in the world without the Internet is extremely important. And I think that we're just going to go through this period of time for better or for worse, where there's going to be a lot of regulation and a lot of changes happening around it. Um, not all the regulations are going to be good. Some of them might be good. But in many ways, maybe we're waking up to the fact that, like, we let ourselves be imprisoned by social media all along. We, um, 
we sort of like uh, accepted it, um, and now uh, we're seeing it <laughs> really becoming like um, changing in a whole new way. But you know, social media is a business. It's a business, and it doesn't equal free speech or not. You can go anywhere you want, and you can say what you want, but someone's business might not let you say it in their business or on their page. Um, when anybody writes derogatory things on my Facebook, I mean on my Instagram, uh, I delete their comments if it's like a nasty comment, because like, uh, I don't want it on there. And I think like that's the same thing, but we also have to acknowledge that like we might not like that. Maybe we won't use that uh, that uh, app anymore. Maybe there'll be a new app that comes out that has different regulations that is more helpful, and we'll choose that. Who fucking knows? But what I can tell you is that sometimes discipline can set you free, and Saturn brings discipline. So with Saturn conjunct the Sun, our collective consciousness, our collective identity. I think something is really shifting in terms of like how we share information, how we share um, socially, and um, I think we need to be open to the changes. And not all the changes are going to be good, they're not all going to feel good, but that's part of the breakdown to the breakthrough. Sunday the 24th of January, the moon is going to conjunct the north node, both in Gemini. So we're ending the week with the moon touching on our destiny potentials. The North Node in Gemini is asking us to bring in more science, reason, intellect, especially where we're emotionally triggered and reactive. You know, it was actually philosophy that gave me back my connection to compassion. Philosophy is about questioning and searching and considering many different ideas. That gave me back my connection to compassion where my childhood spirituality had actually taken it away. I stopped uh, being a spiritual person because of the pain inflicted through spirituality when I was a child. Uh, philosophy gave me back my connection. It was my ability to use my mind as master that helped me to grow and evolve in love and to heal through my emotional patterning. You know, we need to embrace science again as a group and history personally helps me to do that. Anyone who had a lofty idea, like inoculation, for example, they did so out of a feeling of compassion. They saw the immense suffering that millions of deaths caused, and they worked to find a solution. So what I'm saying is vaccines are part of man's evolutionary process that includes bringing in, using intellect and empathy to help other people. And I'm not sitting here preaching that you should get a vaccine You'll follow your own guidance. However, I'm saying that we have emotional prejudices towards science. And in a lot of ways, I think they have been really uh, made bigger through the spiritual community, through holistic wellness communities, um, through um, a denial of science. And, um, you know, I think that we're not even fully aware of all the emotional prejudices that we may have. So we've got to embrace these areas and bring them back into their highest potentials. Do I think all of science is fucking helpful? Absolutely not. But rather than throw the baby out with the bathwater, so to speak, I think we need to bring it into its highest potential. And that's going to come from us like really um, working with it, not just going, you're useless and trying to shut it out. It's not just useless. 
and this uh, north node Gemini uh, transit that we've been going through has been showing us that our beliefs, south node in Sagittarius, are fucking fanatical at times. They are overblown opinions that are denial of fact of the actual experience. Like I can say gravity doesn't exist, right? That's, I, that is my right to say that gravity doesn't exist. And then I can jump off a fucking building and I can receive the facts that like gravity does exist, my body's going to fucking land on the ground, okay? And that's the difference between North Node Gemini and South Node Sagittarius. Um, this is some flat earther shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, our opinions are, have taken over from fact. And that is an issue. That's a fucking issue for us today. So around this transit, there's a big push to nurture through scientific means. This may even be a day where something is uh, launched or around this energy. Um, it may be the day when the... Um, current push for vaccinations in America or whatever is, is initiated, um, like the start of really uh, getting as many people vaccinated as possible or a different kind of approach to how we are nurturing the collective through uh, science, by using science, by bringing more rational care into the collective consciousness. Um, these things are uh, all maybe results of this transit. But for all of us, you know, I think looking at our emotional prejudices, where those things came from. I often speak about uh, like the prejudice against astrology and what that's really rooted in. We all have prejudices. All of us do. The prejudice against astrology is rooted in Christianity. And it came because... Uh, you know, about 300 some years ago, the um, in France, they had uh, these um, artifacts that they had dug up uh, from Egypt, one being a, a zodiac wheel, and then uh, I believe it was the Rosetta Stone, but that could be incorrect. But they had this artifact, and it was, um, you know, covered in hieroglyphs. So they finally um, figured out how to um, understand the hieroglyphs and what that showed them like in the way that they were working the science was working at the time was it showed them that these artifacts actually predated the what what uh, Christianity thought was the flood of Noah's day so um, where they had been preaching the entire world was destroyed everything was destroyed nothing came back, right? There was just like, like they had to start fresh. So basically, when they, when science proved uh, that this culture existed, um, and that these were parts of their culture, it disproved a set of beliefs that Christianity had been pushing about. Right, and that may have been just through their simple wrong interpretation of um, symbolic information and storytelling. You know, maybe there was a flood in one fucking area, and then that became like the story of it covered the whole world. That the myth, where it was like, um, you know, became a myth. Um, so then the Christian, um, the church. Uh, campaigned against uh, astrology, that it was pagan. And before that, it had been a uh, 
part of science that you could be an expert in. Nostradamus was an astrologer. You know, he wasn't a psychic. He wasn't a prophet. He was a fucking astrologer. He looked at the astrology and he could see through the symbolism of the consciousness what the potentials were. And that's how he made his predictions. Um, and, you know, when Nostradamus was an astrologer, that was a period where it was something that you would study for a really long time. And it was something that was very important to people. So then we see that these fucking fanatical beliefs, we've got to believe that the flood of Noah's day was a real fucking thing and the whole world was really fucking wiped out and everything that comes into combat, any kind of like scientific facts, any kind of proof that goes against that, we're going to eradicate because we're only going to believe in, our, in uh, the opinions, the faith-based opinions that we have incorporated into our lives. And... As you can see, that's a fucking issue. And even today, I think people don't realize that the um, prejudice they have against astrology, oh, that's just like bullshit, blah, blah. I mean, people have no clue like what astrology even is. Um, they have literally no experience with it, so they are very ignorant of it. And they also have these hidden prejudices that have been passed down through hundreds of years to not believe in astrology, to, to actively continue um, to try to uh, disprove it. So what I'm saying here with the North Node being in Gemini is we're trying to embrace being open, being curious about um, science, about facts, about factual information, and allowing our belief systems to change. Being wrong is important in life. It's important to acknowledge it and let yourself be wrong. I'm fucking wrong all the time. I was wrong in the beginning of the pandemic. In February, I was like, why is everybody freaking out about COVID? I was fucking wrong. I had to acknowledge that and say, you know what? I have been fucking wrong here. This is serious. This is fucking like way different because... What I was looking at was just the numbers at the time, but I wasn't even contemplating what that meant in terms of like the spread of COVID and how it really would affect people. And then looking at the illness itself and the trajectory of it and how um, cruel of a virus it is, you know, that it affects the body for so long after you have it too. Uh, and so, you know, I, I mean, I can't count the amount of things I'm fucking wrong about. I'm always wrong about stuff. And I think that acknowledging that, being able to say I'm wrong, this is such an important thing to be able to do in our day and age. Because what we've got, on the other hand, is people who will not say that they're wrong. They will not take responsibility for their experience that is causing harm to others and to themselves. That can no longer, that no longer works for us. You know, we've seen the apex of that with Donald Trump. You know, the apex of someone who refuses to take responsibility. And I think we're all fucking sick of that. And we want other people to take responsibility. We want Biden to be responsible. We want our government to be responsible. Well, we have to also be responsible. We have to also show up and let ourselves change and be open and be curious 
and really um, bring in new knowledge, new inventive knowledge into our consciousness so that we can all create something that looks different from today, that looks more hopeful, that looks more harmonious. We've got to at least try, you know? And so this transit, we're trying to bring more rational care into the collective consciousness, using our intellect, using our empathy. Um, and, um, you know, it's very possible. We have to see what happens. I think we're still in this deep... Um, sort of like rebirth moment of chaos and um you know i'm here for it because i've chosen to be here for it so i feel like you know we can either be like god damn it why is this happening when i'm here and i'm alive and shit i mean fuck you know if you would have been born during world war ii or world war one can you imagine you know or even being a man during the vietnam war you know, we, we have it bad in a lot of respects. A lot of people have it way worse than me, obviously. But we also have grown as a collective, and I think we could grow even more. I think we could do even more. Our ability to evolve through intellect and empathy in the last hundred years is absolutely amazing. Even in the last four years, what I've seen since the People's Revolution started you know, began by Bernie Sanders, just how many people have changed direction and become more humanitarian, uh, have become more empowered uh, to look for um, what civility is supposed to mean, right? Civility is supposed to be that we live harmoniously with one another, that we care for one another. Um, I think that that is happening when I look through history and... Um, I think it will continue to happen, and we just have to remain ardent in the work that we can do with it. That's it for today, you guys. Um, thanks for listening. Another passionate fucking energy report from me today. Um, I want to thank all the energy report supporters, the patrons who help to support the availability of this information in these formats, the newsletter and the um, podcast. Thank you so much uh, for your donations. I will see you next week. Remember, we've got a Mercury retrograde coming up, so communication is going to be harder. The essence of you is protected and looked after. Don't give in to those fear stories. Take good care of yourself and one another. Lots of love.